Welcome back to the program. Today I'm joined by Father, uh, Father, well, Ron, you are a father, but you're not Father Ron Belter. You're- Amen. <laughs> Ron Belter joins me today on Sound Insight. Ron, I better pray after starting like that, stumbling out of the gate. Amen. We're, we're going to pray, and then, um, Ron, I'm going to interview you because you've got some really cool news for Sacred Heart Radio listeners. Yeah. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you, and I thank you and praise you for the gift of our lives, the gift of our faith, and for the mission that you have for us, Lord, for the ways that you have surprised us along the journey of our lives with regards to the mission and ministry that you have placed in front of us. Today, we thank you for the gift of Sacred Heart Radio. We thank you for all the ways that you have blessed so many uh, through, the, through the radio, through the network, and, um, and the way that you've blessed us as well. Lord, we ask that Sacred Heart Radio, this family of stations, would continue to glorify you and be a useful instrument in your hands. And we make this prayer in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, for folks that are not aware, Ron is the president of Sacred Heart Radio, the general manager. He's the guy in charge. He wears all the important hats uh, at the station. And Ron, first of all, good to have you on. Hey, lovely to be here, Tom. Thank you. Yeah. So Ron had passed on some really cool news about Sacred Heart Radio, and I said, oh, Ron, you should come on. You should talk about this. And then I thought, you know what? Folks get to hear Ron now and then, but I bet there's some really neat stories around Sacred Heart Radio that listeners are not aware of, especially when we have things happening like the announcement that Ron is about to make here on Sound Insight. So I thought, let's have Ron on and let's explore some of those interesting pathways that don't often get discussed, that maybe only a few of us get to hear about, and instead give a wider uh, wider audience get a chance to hear more about Sacred Heart Radio behind the scenes. So Ron, ready or not, here we go. Oh, my seatbelt is buckled up. I'm ready. (laughs) I am so ready. You, normally, you get to see the fathers. Good fathers kind of shake their head. They they kind of get the deer in the headlights look, and they're thinking, oh, where's this going? Well, today, you get to experience some of that yourself. But first of all, let's start with the easy <laughs> thing, which is the fun news. So yeah. why don't you start by talking about the exciting things happening at Sacred Heart Radio? Oh, great. Well, we have a, a, the announcement of two new stations to the Sacred Heart Radio Network, and that is in the Aberdeen Hoquiam, uh, Ocean Shores, Westport area, of the Grays Harbor, and that is F... Or AM uh, 1450 and FM 103.5. So it's a, a really a, a great thing. Someone asked me, well, why why did you come to Aberdeen? And uh, I thought about it, and uh, oh, the, the price was right. It was a great deal. And then I got to thinking, no, I think we came to Aberdeen because we weren't there. <laughs> so nice. What a, you know, where Catholic radio isn't is where we should be. I like that. Ron, um, so when, when when you say we are now broadcasting on AM 1450 and FM 103.5 in Grays Harbor. Yes. Concretely, specifically, like what does that mean? Like I think most people think of, oh, you have a show that's on the air on this kind of obscure thing that's called a radio station or a radio network. But when Sacred Heart Radio has new stations on in a particular area, what does that actually mean? Oh, it's beautiful. People uh, find us, and then they say, uh, now that I'm here, I I just don't feel like turning my radio dial to anything else. It is really amazing that I never realized uh, I can listen to Mass twice a day. I I can pray the rosary three times a day. I can listen to programs, eight to ten hours of live call-in shows throughout the day. I have devotionals. I have news. And the beautiful part is when you have news, it's, it's told through the lens of the Catholic faith. And you're just not going to get that on secular radio or uh, your favorite radio station. Well, maybe not your favorite radio station because your favorite radio station will soon become Sacred Heart Radio. Nice. Yeah. Now, Ron. What I wanted you to say is there's this like building and there's this tower and <laughs> there's electricity and oh you know you oh, see those like you, big you want, tower like <laughs> you want the physical you want the physical the side I of said things. concretely and specifically okay so I wanted like when when Stop. when Sacred Heart Radio shows up in an area it means that you went about the act of buying a well 
buying a really big antenna and uh, like a building and like what is involved in all so, of this? So, so what we have is is there's a, a about a two acre parcel of land in a very wet spot, which is great for AM reception. And in that is a uh, tower. And this tower is what broadcasts the signal out to, uh, from our ears to, from our mouths to your ears, basically. And, and the, the 180 foot tall tower is out in the field with a little uh, shed that has the transmitter building in it. And inside that transmitter building has all the equipment to maintain and monitor and, and, uh, bring the programming to us, to you. Yeah. So this is interesting. So I grew up near one of the largest uh, radio networks in, um, in Boston. And so we would drive past, um, you would drive down this side road, and there were these three huge, huge, you know, very, very tall antennas. And there was a, like a, a small building, looks like just kind of like a big shed, surrounded by a fence. Yep. And, um, and at the top of those antennas, like on the way up, there were lights and it was like these one, two, three antennas for WRKO in Boston. And, um, and so when you say Sacred Heart Radio is expanding its stations, you're saying we got another one of those buildings. We got another one of those like fenced in areas with a building and one of those big towers is going up. And it's got a light on the top there. Is that right? Uh, it is below the threshold where a light is required. So there is no lights. But yeah, it is basically a, a tower out in a field and with a little uh, side building, doghouse, whatever you'd like to call it, uh, outbuilding. Yeah. And and so we don't have any uh, in-house, uh, in Aberdeen, Aberdeen or Hoquiam Studios. Our facilities are here in Kirkland. So interesting. So I... Uh and then just as a really practical kind of question again, uh, in that building, is um, is there some kind of receiver that like you and I are talking right now and you're, you're, you're recording what we're doing in the main studio? Now, that's going to go on the air on Thursday. So Thursday morning, folks, you're hearing this. And it's gonna, how's, how does it get from the main station out to all the stations? Uh, oh boy, that's th- that's through something called a codec, and a codec is basically takes uh, analog information, digitizes it, and undigitizes it on the other end. So it's um kind of like a mo- fancy super high end modem. A modem stands for modulate, demodulate, and so it, it actually does? it does. That's what modem stands for. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, you're, you're, I've worked you're, with modems for 25, <laughs> 30 years. You know, AL, AOL. Yeah, yeah, that. And that's just for mod. What is it? Modulate, demodulate, demodulate. demodulate. Yeah. So that is so interesting. Okay. Yeah, and so it's more than just the internet. It and through the internet is where we we have these devices on each end, kind of like a walkie-talkie or a telephone extension on each end, and basically we are dialing out or or connecting in with those remote locations, whether it be Kodiak or Yakima or Spokane, and so we have these different locations all over the place, and that signal is um, how it's received. All right. And obviously, this is something you had extensive training, technical mm-hmm. expertise, and a background in before you ever like, started uh, turned on Station One in Sacred Heart Radio. Is this right? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now here's My, what I want to hear. I want to uh, hear more about this. Uh, so I grew up as a convert. And I uh, actually, let me repeat. I'm going to start a little way back. Um, first of all, my background in Catholicism is uh, for the past 33 years, I think. <laughs> so we, uh, we have, uh, it was part of my getting married process. That's how I looked at it at the time. Obviously now it's much bigger picture so than that. basically if you want Bernadette, you got to become Catholic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nice. Loved the family, loved everything they, they presented, the way they lived their faith on their sleeve. And, and I said, I want to be part of that. And and so it, it kind of journeyed into that that and and didn't really get to know my faith a whole lot, but you know having fun being married and uh, early marriage days and and then uh, we started to take our faiths a little more seriously, and it was uh, why did you do that? What happened to make you take your faith more seriously? Probably the impetus that happened was uh, when our daughter started preschool. 
um, and and going to church more frequently. Then our daughter was in a Catholic school, and then it was just being more Isn't that cool? plugged in. Yeah, I just think it's like how many people have these stories where I'm going to church for the sake of my kids, right? Because so many kids are going to church because their parents make them. Yeah, but it's a really neat thing that what's happening with our daughter. Well, wait a minute, maybe I have to pay attention here. I love that. Sure, and and I, I I'm not saying that's the, how we started. I mean, we were going to church frequently along that time, but then uh, in addition to that, we started uh, we became part of a faith uh, formation group. After um, went to a Marian conference and uh, got to interested in some things, and and really just started to kind of journey along. But so how that this came about was. We uh, went to a conference, and, and in the meantime, uh, this time I think I was uh, working in electronics, uh, fixing ATMs, bank equipment, security really? systems. Yeah. I Com- didn't know you did that. Yeah, it was a company called Diebold. If you ever go into a bank and look oh, at yeah. their vault door or their cameras or the security or the ATM, more than likely it says Diebold on it. So I worked for them for uh, quite a number of years, and, and after that, I uh, got my foot well in the door in electronics, and then after that, uh, started up doing uh, completely unrelated, but I love the, the field, and that was a real estate appraiser. So, And that's how I first uh, met you. You were doing real estate appraisals. Yep. Uh, but no, and that was sort of the sidelight, because when I first met you, it was because of Sacred Heart Radio, but... Um, you were I, also doing appraisals at the time. I do remember that, Tom. You said, how come I'm, uh, you won't let me on the air? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This is supposed to be putting you... This was what, was a, that? what was all that this about, This is a anyway. funny conversation. This was a... <laughs> wow. You're going there, Ron. I love this, folks. Dang, this is turnabout. I know. You didn't you think... You did. I love it. You okay, didn't so plan on that, did you? What happened? Okay, so here's what happened. All I right. called you up, and I basically said, I got the gift. What are you doing? How can you leave this gift on the sidelines? Why would you just play, you know, EWTN? And, and your response to me was, "Who are you, and why would I put you on the air instead of um, all these wonderful folks that EWTN's already vetted and I already know and trust?" Yeah, well, it, it was a it was a, a a love relationship that grew and continues to grow to this day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? It was uh, I think it was we were both hungry to see the gospel go forward here in. The Archdiocese of Seattle. So, oh, amen. I, uh, yeah, the the number of stories, and and so where I'm kind of building up to this. We bought airtime for a year and a half, got uh, the station uh, in Seattle, and then five years later, we we grew into Spokane. And in Spokane is very cool because I have five cloistered, habit wearing Franciscan uh, poor Claire nuns that are doing radio out of their monastery. That's where our studio in Spokane is. And then uh, in Yakima, we went to there and then uh, ventured up into Kodiak, Alaska, because a priest wanted a radio station up in his neck of the woods. And then uh, shortly after that came um, Tacoma and then Olympia, Olympia and then Tacoma. And uh, now we are Aberdeen, Hoquiam. That's so cool. Yeah. So, Ron, I want to I want to dive into some of these stories because you just referenced kind of a funny story um, with us first kind of talking to each other about the radio and what can it be and and hey, can I have a part? Can I have a, a place at the table? And um, what helped me get a place at the table was Father Jim Northrup. Yeah. Where? Um, how did you know him? How did you know Father Jim? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, just from. I like think reputation. we met him, met him a couple times at, at different things. Uh, happened to come across him, saw him at mass a few times, and got to know him. I can't even recall. And he was a young, vibrant priest, still is, and and uh, that was uh, kind of the the, the uh, reason why we thought, hey, this young guy would be great. He's enthusiastic. He loves the Lord. He, you know, he just uh, emanates that from him uh, everywhere he goes. And so, why not get this guy on the air? And and so he was the first uh, introduction to a local speaker that we had with you and and him. Did a half hour show together. Probably did about ten of those shows. And we aired that for uh, uh, quite a while, and then we uh, kind of jumped into full-time. Why don't you tell, how did we jump into full-time programming, Tom, for Sound Insight? Well, we had, we had a big uh, 
we had a big event happening in the life of the church, and that was it's still like incredibly memorable. How almost like the world stopped, and that had to do with the time leading up to the death of Pope John Paul II. In uh, in two thousand and five, you had um, the world like like on vigil, right? The world was on vigil as uh, the days were leading up to. Um, the you know the the time when Pope John Paul II would would die and go home to God, and it was um, it coincided with you and me talking about hey why don't we do a program uh, that is an hour long um, and it was going to be once a week and um, and and we started with that and we kind of stumbled out of the gate a little bit um, and. When all of a sudden the, the the entire church started paying attention to John Paul II, and then when it led up to the moment of his death, um, we were there live on the air. Um, you and I were talking, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, we just got the message that Pope John Paul II has died, and so I went live on the air with you, and we started to talk about it, and um, and that became the, the like sort of day one of like the c- continuous. Um, uh, production of a of a Monday through Friday program of Sound Insight. So back in April of of um, twenty two thousand and five, um, and and that was really something because I mean you remember right like when they had the funeral for John Paul II it was like the largest event ever witnessed yeah in in the history of television up to that point it was mm. a funeral, and mm. how stunning was that and you hear stories about millions of people just descending on Rome. Uh, just to be there, they just had to be there, mm-hmm. and coming from around the world. Um, and I think, in fact, wasn't it one of the things that it coincided with was the long-awaited and finally it was going to happen? It was like the wedding of Princess Di. Didn't they have to delay that or something like that? Or no, was it not pre- no, no, no. She that was back in the eighties. Uh, I think she died. Oh, it was. Was it Prince Charles? No, no, married? no. Mother Teresa died. Wait. That was Mother Teresa died at the same time as Princess Di died. Okay, that's what that was. But there was some other major event that got stalled because of the Pope's death. Hmm. Um, I think it was Prince Charles marrying um, that, that, that other woman. Uh, whoever that other woman was. <laughs> Yeah, let me get my facts straight. Let me make okay. stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Right. here we go. It sounds yeah, good, so though, so, Tom. Uh, yeah. Okay, so back you, on track you, here you with Ron like Belter. You, you said it like you meant it, so it must have Ron, happened. I think this is time to go to a break. I'm oh. going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Ron Belter, the uh, president of Sacred Heart Radio, as we talk about two new stations coming on live online to join the Sacred Heart Radio families. Back in a minute. Welcome back to Sound Insight. This is Tom Curran. I'm with Ron Belter, the president of Sacred Heart Radio, and we're uh, reminiscing, telling some stories about the the growth of Sacred Heart Radio. And uh, Ron, I, I want to put you back in the center of the bullseye here. I mean, ask ah, you some questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it. Sure. So I, I want to say, like, what is the? Um, I want to hear about like a surprising story. Uh, I want to hear about a funny story. I want to ha- hear a story of. You never, I never would have imagined that this would have happened. Okay. Story, and it can be when I climbed up the tower and I had to change the light bulb at the top, or, <laughs> or when it was when I met with the bishop because this was happening. You know, something like that. So, what would be? Um, here it is. You get brought into a whole new mission. Yeah. To steward Sacred Heart Radio. Uh, the biggest pulpit in the state of Washington. Do you realize that? I mean, it's the biggest pulpit in the state of Washington reaching Catholics. Oh. And and here you are. You're in charge of it. It's like, holy cow. Um, you know, what would be... I, th- I think of when I, when I think of uh, one of the first funny stories that happened was probably about four months after we, we came on the air back in 2001. And that was in uh, January. So that was probably, yeah, early, early, late spring. And uh, all of a sudden, we got our phone call, and and the lady calls and said, "Sacred Heart Radio, I, I just want to let you know I have a complaint with what you're doing." Oh no, I'm so sorry. You know what what happened? What what was on the radio that was so bad? No, here's the deal: is that ever since you guys have been on the air, the lines at confession have gotten a lot longer. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Woo. 
I'll take that complaint every day. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was our first complaint. Um, the for actually for the first two years, actually a year and a half, we were radio is not my background, and and the most interesting part was going live once a week and airing, pulling up the microphone, getting the volumes ready, and saying. This is a test of the emergency alert system. In case of an emergency, <laughs> the system will broadcast important information. That was it. Oh, man, I was sweating. <laughs> sweating bullets. Um, so, but uh, let me see. You want another funny story? One, here's one that really touched our hearts, and, and, and it just goes to show you the value of having Catholic radio. There was a, a letter that we received, and this guy said, um, I am in a very dark place. And thank you for bringing the light of Christ to me. I, I am learning more about my faith and falling in love with my faith. And now my remaining 11 years in prison won't seem so long. <gasps> oh my goodness. I know you get that kind of a letter. And then, and then uh, another uh, from the same individual, he, he sends in a donation later off of his prison income, whatever that, you know, and it was like, oh my goodness! I didn't. Even, I don't even think we cashed it, but it was, it, it was just amazing. Um, occasionally, we we get the opportunity to meet people and and uh, see people around. And and we went to a conference, had a little table, and set it up. And and uh, there's this guy, and he says, you know, I've been listening a lot to this radio station. I can't believe it. It has really put a fire into my foot, and I'm falling in love with my faith like I, I never had before. I thought, oh, great, tell me more. And he says, you know, if my, my small monthly contribution stops coming in, it's probably because I've entered the seminary. Okay, buddy. Oh, hey, we'll goodness. pray for you. We'll pray for oh. you. So when the death of John Paul II was going on, we, or excuse me, so his monthly checks stopped coming in, but postcards from Rome started coming in. Oh, my goodness. And, and seminarian Jimmy was there on scene to tell us, Jimmy, what color is the smoke? When, <laughs> for the new Pope, we had a, our, our first live broadcast of, of the smoke in the Vatican Square. And uh, it turned out that, um, thanks be to God, uh, Father Jimmy has been ordained and uh, has now been a priest for, for quite a number of times in the uh, Diocese of Spokane. But it was Catholic Radio that set his heart on fire and got him interested and deeper, and, and it's always there. It's always on, and, and 24 hours a day. You can't fall asleep. Hey, turn on the radio. There it is. Uh, I like to think of it as, you know, Tom, you've been a coach, coaching and helping executives for a number of years. Radio is kind of like a, a spiritual partner, a spiritual trainer, having you right alongside with you. You know, you go to church on Sunday, but the, the other 167 hours a week, uh, well, plug in a little Catholic radio and take it with you. Um, know your faith. Explain your faith. I had someone say, it, it is great water cooler ammunition to have Catholic radio at my side. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah, amen to that. I, so, Ron, what I love what you're saying here is you're bringing out um, the the stories that are very like poignant and and very powerful to talk about the way in which Sacred Heart Radio um, touches people's lives deeply and, and and can change the entire trajectory of how they see themselves and what they end up choosing to do with their lives. And when I think about Okay, so all of these years I've walked with you, right? So now it's 19 years mm. walking with you on this journey of Sacred Heart Radio. And I just play such a small part. You're there 24-7 stewarding the entire network. Um, but it is definitely um, the, 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 meaningful, the meaningful aspect of this is that we do get to touch people's lives. God get, It's God. God touches people's lives through what we're doing. Yeah. And and I gotta tell you, I don't know how you feel about that, but it it like it keeps me on my toes, right? It, it keeps me on my like on my spiritual toes. Like I have to, if I'm not striving for holiness, if I'm not willing to be humble and humbled, I better get out of the game because I'll do more harm than good. 
but I, that's, I don't know if that ever, like how that sounds to you, but that lives really large in me and it impacts how I do the program that I do. Oh, amen. And, and I like to think, boy, if it's about me, I'm, I got to get out of here. Yeah, I'm more, I'll push some buttons, get some things done, you know, record a program, uh, do these kind of things. But when it starts getting about me, I really need to step back and, and realize that it is the Holy Spirit doing all the work in this mission. Um, we are glad to be uh, patrons or, or I want to say, uh, helpers along the way. You know, part of the body of Christ here is, okay, you know, make sure the internet's going, make sure the, the app is streaming and, and take care of things. But uh, I am, you, you are so much more out there than I am, Tom. Uh, but once, once again, if, if I start thinking it's all about me, I, I got to get out of it. Well, what's so cool, and, and you get this, I'm sure, is the number of venues that when you're just in kind of Catholic in the, in the, in the in different venues, whether you're at a school, you're at a church, you're, you're visiting, people will come up and say, oh, you're the guy on Sacred Heart Radio. You're the guy on Sacred Heart. I listen to you on Sacred Heart Radio. And it's, it's really one of those things where you just don't realize how many folks are listening and are impacted. That happened to me at the store a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. This guy, this guy I met yesterday. <laughs> he said he was at a baseball tournament, and his son had on a, a shirt that said Coeur d'Alene because it was that was the team he was on. And this lady came up to him and said, "Do you know Tom Curran?" <laughs> just like <laughs> I, I listen to Sacred Heart Radio. Just like because the kid had a Coeur d'Alene shirt on. Oh my goodness! This woman came up who listens to Sacred Heart Radio in Yakima, and connected with this catholic guy he had to come up and tell me he was just so funny it's just a guy i i, I didn't i barely knew him but he came up to me and said hey you know sacred heart radio they've got a footprint in yakima and i was like yeah i know and he says well why would you say that he said this lady came up to me because my son had a coraline sweatshirt on <laughs> <laughs> i'm like dang how many people is that lady talking to <laughs> Isn't that neat? What it, a cool it, story. It, it is. It is. That, that's very cool. Um, um, the the way that um, – and, and I like to say, okay, you know, that's nice. We give all glory to God. Uh, amen. But, um, yeah, the the way that the people are, are finding it is amazing in itself. The way people are embracing it. It's, it's the whole Catholic radio spectrum is giving people consolation, comfort, companionship. Uh, huge during COVID. Uh, when you couldn't get to Mass, radio is there. Um, you know, and, and I, I think people are, are very grateful for having it. And um, I, I am so excited to be in an, a new area where this is a brand new thing for them. So it's very exciting. You know, and when you just look at the 24-hour-7 lineup of programming we have, uh, Sacred Heart Radio is an EWTN affiliate. We're not owned by EWTN. We're not owned by the Catholic Church. We're not owned, you know, there is no line item in the budget at the chancer- chancery that says Catholic Radio. We, we are a, a nonprofit. 501c3, uh, listener-supported entity, and, and that's the way we've been operating. And so you won't hear commercials on Sacred Heart Radio. You might hear some sponsorships every once in a while, but um, very different than your regular secular radio, and we're excited and proud of it. Yeah, amen to that. Ron, when did you guys make the decision to say, we want to do local programming? We're not going to only – because I know a lot of stations – there's the, you, you talk about them as sort of mom and pop shops. Yeah. And and they basically are like, we have a mission, but we got limits. And so we're going to just bring in the feed and just say, let's just care and tend the feed that comes in from EWTN. What made you say and discern as a board, we need to make this more local in terms of reaching the, the local Catholic community and addressing local Catholic issues? Well, that, that's a great point. We had a number of issues that came up on the table. Uh, I-1000, the death with dignity thing. There, there's a whole bunch of uh, grassroots efforts that we uh, made a stand for. Ma- the marriage issue, uh, same-sex marriage issue. Um, you know, a lot of different things that, and pro-life issues. There we are. So we're making stands on that on a 
big level, but some of these are definitely local level as well. I, I think local programming, we saw your programming and, and kind of went with that and, and ran. I, I like to say we slowly waded into the waters. And, and we're still slowly wading into the waters. We have um, Life Talk, nor- or after your show, we, we started with uh, bringing on Archbishop Burnett did five years of call-in programs. Every other week, he took a calls and fired up the lines, and here they came. And that was just such a blessing. Bishop Skillstead in Spokane said, well, he can do that. I, I want to do some radio, too. And so Skillstead and uh, Supich and uh, Bishop Daly have all taken the, the radio on uh, for their own local uh, flock. Uh, we also recognize, you know, let's let's pause for a minute. Let's okay, pause for a minute okay. Because I want to go back to Archbishop Brunette and um, what cool days, huh? I can't believe it was five years. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's that's amazing. It, it it was very interesting because when when I talked with him later, he said, you know, I got to tell you, um. I'm out running around doing confirmations in these remote areas. This was after he was probably on about two years. And and he said, people are now coming up to me and asking me questions all the time. And he said, that never <laughs> used to happen. Nobody was asking me questions. They were just, hi, Bishop, nice to see you. And, you know, head nod and shake hands and get a photo op or something like that. But now he said, they're, they're asking me questions. And this is kind of out in the hinterlands. And, and it's like, they're finding it because Catholic radio, I'm on the radio. <laughs> I said, how cool is that, Your Excellency? And uh, yeah, so he, he really uh, took, took off and, and, and saw that, that it was people that were being reached that he hasn't been able to reach before. And, and he was able to help them. Yeah, he used to say, uh, I can remember like before the program started, we would, um, we would be chatting and he'd say that like this was his biggest pulpit, like the biggest, the, the place where he could reach the most Catholics was on the radio. He knew that. He knew that when he had a message that he was trying to get out to people, he would do it on the radio. And I thought that was, what a beautiful like confirmation, right? Mm-hmm. A beautiful confirmation of, um, of what, uh, of what God can do through radio. And I think about his <laughs> funny stories. Um, cause you were, you were back on the studio and, and we were, here we are, I'm looking him in the eyes and he would look at me sometimes and he would say, um, he would say, how come no one's calling? Get someone to call. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, I don't have the power to make people call you right now. Okay, I can give out the phone number. I can ask people to call. But I said, you know, Archbishop, I'm sorry. I can't like generate a caller on demand. And so it was really interesting. Uh, sometimes look at him in the eyes and he would kind of get this stern look and look at me. <laughs> he's in heaven now. So he, he he's laughing at this. I'm sure. I'm sure he's praying for us. But um, just that that sense of, Oh, I, I talk about getting me to be humbly desperate before the Lord. Lord, please get someone to call because I can't look him in the eyes any longer here. Mm-hmm. Even though we would have we would have some really neat conversations for sure. Uh, I, I really enjoyed those conversations I would get to have with him um, while the, in between callers. So that was that's one of my enduring memories. Was I think I'm still a little triggered, a, a little traumatized from the <laughs> from the stern look in Tom. Where's the call? And I'm like, like, blame Ron, you know. <laughs> next, next, next pledge drive. I'm going to do that to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, come on, man. Where are the calls? Tom, where are the calls, Tom? Yeah. Hey, and my response is going to be: you got to turn on uh, Father Jim's Divine Mercy Chaplet. That's going to be. That's going to get the calls to happen. So yeah. Anyways, so uh, another story here. This this is a great one. I love this and and just found it recently. It's been in our archives uh, of letters for a while, and we get tons of phone calls, testimonies, letters, emails, uh, and and this this letter came, and I thought, oh man, this is this is golden right here. She said, I just wanted to let you know I grew up listening to Sacred Heart Radio. Thank you for being there. Because of your radio programming schedule, I knew the programming schedule as to what was happening throughout the day. And actually, 
listening to the radio taught me how to tell time because I knew that it was nap time when the rosary came on. (laughs) How cool is that? You learn how to tell time by listening to the radio. That is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And and just the, the way that it started, I grew up with Sacred Heart Radio. I don't I think that's something that I don't realize. What I'm saying, Ron, is you're really old. <laughs> just wanna kinda I just wanted to put that out there. And with your spirit. <laughs> but really, it's like would you have thought that you'd be growing old with Sacred Heart Radio? Did you have any idea back in like when you started with first paying to have the rosary on and then 2001 starting with the one station of KBLE that 20 years, 21 years later, you'd still be laboring in this vineyard? Uh, no. Um, uh, no, I, I never saw that coming. Not at all. But it's the best joy and the best thing that's ever happened. And and I'm so glad that the, the Holy Spirit touched all the people at the right time, at the right place, and and made it all happen. So I am just ever so grateful for uh, those that have, have helped out in great ways. Amen. That's Ron Belter, the president of Sacred Heart Radio. This is uh, He's with me today on Sound Insight. Ron, um, we're up against another break. When we come back, I'll, I'll finish the time together with you. Uh, if you can stick around just for a few more minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Back in a minute with more Sound Insight. Welcome back to the program. This is Tom Curran. I'm with Ron Belter, the President and General Manager of Sacred Heart Radio. Ron, um, one of the things that shows up on um, on the share is that uh, Sacred Heart Radio is a 501c3. It's a nonprofit organization. And so we often highlight the fact that it's listener-supported, but you also have a board of directors, mm-hmm. and these are folks that come together and, and, well, actually, let me ask you, like, how, how did this first board of directors come together, and what has happened through the years? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> It's another story. It's a great story. Yeah, I, I, I love these. Okay. This is this is the behind so, the scenes stuff. So we we were buying just frustrated with things that, that were happening uh, around and and uh, went to a, a conference with a, a, a great priest. It was a mission, and went went to this conference and um, I, I heard some nasty stuff on Catholic radio prior prior to uh, this mission, just a couple days before. And it was anti-Catholic, very anti-Catholic. And I thought, man, this is, this is the most unchristian thing I've heard on Christian radio. And so I flicked it to another preset on the radio, and he was saying stuff that was even worse about my Catholic faith. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm so glad my daughter's not in the car. And because it, it was just hideous. And, and anyway, so thinking about this a couple of days later, go to this mission, and he says, okay, know your faith, love your faith, you know, put Ephesians 6 on, have the armor of God, and, and wear the breastplate, and, and, and by the way, uh, kind of wrapping up the mission, any last questions? Took one or two questions, and any last questions? And so I raised my hand and, and said, hey, if you want to start a Catholic radio station, uh, any idea, and should I, like, contact the bishop? And, and do I need to get his permission? And, and so he said, well, just stand up and turn around. I thought, well, first of all, that is not my answer that I, <laughs> to my question. All right, I'll stand up and turn around. So in the pew right behind me is Art Peretti, the regional West Coast manager for EWTN. And he's got a business card in his hand and a smile from ear to ear. And truly the Holy Spirit set this, this, this thing up. So it was the last question, kind of break up for the thing, and, and uh, uh, the, the mission kind of ends. But all of a sudden, about eight people just start kind of clamoring on over in my direction. And are you the guy doing radio? No, no, I just asked a question. Oh, no, that's really, great. really, you're, you, you, we're going to start a radio station, right? No, no. Hey, look, not me. I, I just wanted to, you know, just wanted to know if there was Catholic stuff out there. And then uh, why don't I just write your name down and we'll contact you and and all right we'll we'll get together so contact all these people and and uh, next thing I know come back from the mission honey uh, yeah we're gonna have some people over at our house oh great that must have been a wonderful mission yeah we're gonna talk about Catholic radio <laughs> and she said what kind of mission did you go to. <laughs> 
it was so funny. But so we, we just a small group of guys uh, coming together, about eight or ten of us, and and we said let's let's buy an hour of airtime. Radio stations are so far out of our reach, and I uh, can't even th- imagine that. So for uh, a year and a half, we purchased and bought airtime uh, that just so happened to coincide right before the rosary was to air. And so we kind of started to have a little listening audience in this pay-to-play type of a radio uh, venture that we were wading into. So the board, we've, we continue to meet regularly and update our uh, techniques or what we were doing. And, and the, the radio show, we aired Catholic Answers Live because it is boom, bang, question, answer, question, answer. And, and, it, and it really moves along at a, at a pretty good pace. And so that was the first show that we uh, aired and, and obviously continued to this day. But from that group formed um, our, our 501c3 and we started and got going. And, and here we are 21 years later laughing about it. That is really something. And, and when you think about it, again, it's, it, it, is it really that surprising when you think of how does God do things, right? Like you didn't have that plan in mind. You just followed what was kind of showing up inside of you, which was, hey, I'm seeing all this stuff attacking my Catholic faith. I have a desire to somehow stand up for our Catholic faith. What about Catholic radio? And then look what God did. I love that. I just think that is so cool. And that's often how God works, that uh, God will take a, a simple desire that he sowed in your heart. And he says, I'm going to do something with this that goes way beyond what you imagined. I love that. Oh, yeah. And and the fact that, that the, the way that it has over the years impacted people just blows me away. A uh, guy calls up and, and said, uh, hey, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, what's on, you know, what, what? What was the phone number for a program that was on? And and so I gave him that, and we talked a little bit. And he goes, "Oh, thanks, Sacred Heart Radio. Uh, now I have more lo- more kids to love. Thanks, and or more love to give." And I thought, "Hey, what do you mean? It's kind of kind of like go Mariners or go Seahawks, right?" And 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 as he's ending the call, "Hey, hey, what do you mean by that?" And he said, "Well, you know, we've been listening for a number of years now, and." And we thought we were all done with kids, and we kind of fell into that contraception mentality, and you know, as the world does. And so we're happy. Got two kids. Everything is wonderful, going great. And then I started to hear Catholic radio, and then I realized, you know, maybe I'll I'll open up a little bit to God and and see what God has to offer, and and you know, maybe I should take a, another look at this gift of life that God have, God gives us. And and so you said we got rid of that and and threw out the contraceptives and and started living a, a, our life and faith a little bit more intentionally, and he said now instead of only having two kids to love, I have four kids to love. Wow! So thank you, Sacred Heart Radio, because now I have more love to give. Oh gosh! Wow! Isn't that cool? Well, and and it's here's the thing, like as as like wondrous and awesome as it is just on the pure, like pure level of just, just saying here are two more lives that have entered the world. Yeah. It's actually two more branches of the family tree of, of humanity. And when you think about this, stretch it out over a hundred years, Ron, what do those two kids then yield? Right, they're likely going to get married. Likely going to have kids. And those kids are going to likely get married, and they're going to have kids. I am going to have so many notches on my belt, Tom. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> really? No, no, I'm just well, kidding. No, no. Well, here's the thing, right? So this is we're gonna we're gonna do a little theology now, okay? That the, the difference between the particular judgment and the general judgment. Do you know the difference? I knew you were going to ask me a quiz. Oh man, I know. We, when is, when is Father Nagel now? So when, particular when, judgment when is your is, own personal judgment, and the other one is the the judgment of the world at the end of time. That's right, but you actually do get judged twice because you're part of the universal judgment, right? Because oh. you're part of the 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 whole of humanity that is going to be judged at the end of time. You get judged personally at the end of your life. But right? when, once you're in heaven, though, you don't get kicked out and rejudged again <laughs> and say, oh, well, you made it through round one, but round two, you didn't quite make the cut. That's that, true. That will never happen. But listen, All right. what's the difference then? Here's the difference. This is Aquinas, and it's quoted in the Catechism. Okay, So it's not Tom Curran making stuff up. So the difference is that when you die, the Lord judges you on the life that you've lived and on the impact that your life has had 
that is visible, present at that moment. Well, at the end of time, what gets to be visible is the impact of your life on human history. So all of the implications downstream of the life you live get to be played out and then get to be brought up in front of all of humanity, all of creation at the general judgment. So that notches on the belt thing, right? By the time you die, you're not going to get to see the full impact that Sacred Heart Radio gets to have. Like think of St. Francis of Assisi, oh, yeah. right? An amazing impact that he had, but he died in like 1224, 1225. But look at all the religious communities that started, that took inspiration, that came from his life and his order that have rolled down through history. Think of the poor Clares, right? And here they are in Spokane. And all of that gets traced back in some way to St. Francis of Assisi, but was not present at his particular judgment. The... the um that that idea of long-lasting uh, work, how it plays out in history, is pretty amazing when you think about it. And and sometimes we we just kind of go through the day in and day out and take it for granted, yep. and and we really don't consider these things. It's true. It's very true. Ron, we're up against a, a final break. Uh, I'll be back in a minute with more sound insight in Ron Belter. Welcome to the program. This is Tom Kern. I've got Ron Belter on, and he agreed to come on for 10 minutes this, today on the program. <laughs> Ron, look what happens. Ron, and, we, and there goes the hour. Through, we, <laughs> we've gotten through the introduction to the program, so I, I had to say that. that That's just sort of a, a Monday program joke, uh, is that by the last segment, we've covered the introductory points, and we haven't reached point one. I actually have, I have some questions, and I haven't even gotten to them yet. So here's... Here's one of the very first questions, interestingly. Why the name Sacred Heart Radio? Immaculate Heart was already taken. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. No, wait a minute. Isn't there a Sacred Heart in Cincinnati? They actually, actually that's so that is so funny because we can't they came on a week before we did on the air in Cincinnati. You're kidding. No. And so we we gobbled up sacredheartradio.org thinking, hey, we're the only players in town with Sacred Heart Radio. And and uh, they came on. They got sacredheartradio.com and they got that right away. But yeah, we both came on a week apart from each other. And we're both. And so, you know, we, it's kind of fun. We, we share the same name and, and uh, that. Um, but the the way that that came about is is just uh, really amazing. When we came on the air in Seattle, we were the fiftieth largest. Uh, that was Catholic radio station number fifty, and at the time, we were the largest Catholic radio station in the country. What? Yeah, for probably a good five years. Really? Yeah, because Catholic radio is still in its infancy. I'm in, and even to this day, I think they're up to uh, probably 400, 500 stations. But still, a lot of the stations that were out there were affordable, uh, maybe maybe not the best signal, definitely not a major metropolitan market like Seattle. At the time, Seattle had, uh, I think, 3.2 million people. Now we're closer to a, a, a listening audience of 4 million people. Um, so, so that was one of those, uh, amazing things that happened during that time. Okay. So do you talk with the other, like, let's call them networks of stations. Cause you know, there are the individual mom and pop stations, or maybe they've got one or two small stations, but you're up to, what is it now? Four, 12, 14, 12, 12 stations, Sure, 12 stations that has to put you in pretty rare air. Like I can't imagine that there are more than maybe two or three other network of stations that that are bigger than yours. Um, some in the in the secular world, there's that, that's oh, of course, no. Nothing. But I mean, like Immaculate Heart. In, oh, okay. in California has like what twenty or twenty. Well, Immaculate or, Heart sold to Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio now oh, has close to a hundred stations. Do they really? Yeah. Oh wow. Covenant Network in St. Louis, Missouri area, they have close to forty-five stations. Uh, Guadalupe Radio Network down in the Texas area, they have close to about 30 stations. Um, Holy Family Radio in uh, Boston and Buffalo, I think they, they're they up in the about a dozen. 
Um, but yeah, it, it kind of is uh, putting it out there and, and getting into new territory and putting it up in a, a different level. So do you guys talk together and say, what's the trend? What do you see? What's, uh, what's something that you should be paying attention to? Stuff like that? Yeah. Occasionally, we'll call each other up and say, hey, what are you giving away as your appreciation items during your share <laughs> That's no, funny. But, but no, we do. How do you do this? Uh, how do you make this happen? And, and really, that's a, a lot of it. What kind of equipment are you using for this? And so, yeah, they're kind of a, a good uh, point of resource uh, are the other guys who are doing the same thing that we're doing. And, and it's always wonderful to see them at a radio conference uh, once a, a year, uh, either at EWTN. This year, it's going to be in Phoenix. But um, yeah, we get together as a, a radio association. Wow. Neat. Okay, so give me, um, like, give me the what's the best thing that you see happening on the horizon for Sacred Heart Radio or Catholic Radio in general? That's a great question. I I think I I just see the ongoing uh, continued conversions that are happening to individuals in their lives by by listening and tuning in. I see the growth of, uh, I'm hopeful, and growth for the church. Every uh, season, as, as I was an RCIA core team member, I would always hear, I'm here because I heard something on Catholic Radio. I hope that that will continue and even uh, continue on a greater level. For us, I can, as I mentioned earlier in the program, Tom, if we are not in that area— I want to be in that area. So I'm, I continue to look maybe a little further north. Uh, Bellingham would be a great area. Uh, north uh, Everett area would be nice to have a stronger signal up in that area. Um, so it's it's just places that we're not is places that need us. And Well, like I think of – in Tri-Cities, there's like some sister stations, but I'm thinking like Vancouver. Anything – any thoughts or uh, – do you have like a – Go ahead. Yeah, Vancouver as in uh, BC or Vancouver as in BC. Washington? No, Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, there's already a, K- a KVBM is Catholic oh, yeah, Radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. they've, they've been there Portland, for quite a but, while. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So, so and, and we've had that opportunity or that uh, possibility that if we got something further up north, it could even broadcast into Canada. And that would be wonderful. Yes. Amen. I love that. That's That would be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Ron, believe it or not, we are out of time. I can't but believe I, that. It goes so quick. Yeah, it does. But thank you. I, I appreciate this sort of journey through um, some of the history and some of the highlights of uh, Sacred Heart Radio. Ron, thank you. That's Ron Belter. This is Tom Curran. And join me tomorrow for more Sound Insight.